Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the What Are We Doing podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, 500! We hit, we hit our first milestone. Listen, we hit our first milestone on this podcast and it's all thanks to you guys. Shout it out. Listen, you thought our Spotify rap last week was great. This week, we hit 500 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you guys so much. I think we're at 501. I think it was supposed to be 502, but some bitch-ass mother stopped off. And they, you know, they don't want to be part of the fun anymore. So we're at 501, I think. Five, 500 even, maybe something like that. And so that's our YouTube channel, baby. Our first milestone. Now, our next milestone, a thousand. We got to get to a thousand, and then YouTube thinks we're real. Once we get to a thousand, YouTube's like, hey, what's up? You're making moves. Here's some money. YouTube starts giving us the money when we get to a thousand. So we need to double it. You know how we double it? It's real easy. 50% of the people watching these videos are subscribed. So all you have to do, you little dingus, when you're watching this video, if that little subscribe button's bright red, you need to just click it. Because I know you have a Google account. Everyone has a YouTube account. Everyone has a Google account. And if you don't have either or, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So it's uh, episode 68, baby, and we hit 500 subscribers on YouTube. We can't thank you enough. Everyone here at the Y-Pod Studios thanks you. He thanks you. She thanks you. She thanks you. He thanks you. He thanks you. All those people thank you. It's just me here. And so everyone here thanks you for 500 subscribers. And um, the Spotify is growing. The YouTube channel is growing. I was just telling Justin, this grind, dude, I mean 496 I sat at 496 subscribers for like six weeks. And then I sat at 498. Just, you know, two more. Two more from where I was and two away from the goal. 
I sat at 498 for like three months. I'm telling you, it's a never ending grind. If you want to do this, you need to start now. I know it's cliche to say, but that's what they told me and that's what I did. And now here we are 500. I need a thousand though. We need a thousand and then YouTube will monetize us. YouTube will say, Hey, you're real now. And hopefully with that thousand comes the hours. We need a certain number of watch hours for YouTube to also think that we're, you know, something special. So, but usually they kind of come hand in hand together unless you're doing something fishy. Uh, so we're almost there. Uh, and dude, I mean, 500 subscribers means, you know, we had to celebrate a little bit. These glasses on my face cost $5,000. I'm wearing $5,000 sunglasses right now. Okay. We're at 500 subscribers, baby. Okay. We're balling now. Things are different. You know what I mean? It's going to be okay. They're $5,000 sunglasses on my face. So a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, we, uh, we went on this double date with, uh, Megs and I, Megs and I got to meet Brittany for the first time. Brittany, of course, the wife of Paul and you all know Paul from better call Paul. He's been a guest on this podcast, Paul and Brittany married. And so we hadn't had the opportunity to meet Brittany yet. And so we went out on a little doozy double date. Uh, with Paul and Brittany, we went to this place called The Fridge because that's where you get your beverages from. It's a play on words. I hate it here, okay? They're all terrible. I hate it. And so it's a downtown spot um, because it's just what Paul and Brittany wanted to do. We went to them. Next time they'll come to us and we'll take them somewhere like, you know, Texas Roadhouse. And so... <laughs> um. From experience, we know that if it's a downtown spot, parking is going to be a nightmare. Okay, so it's the first question I asked Paul before we leave the house. Hey, what about parking? Do they have a parking lot? He's like, oh, yeah, they have a parking lot plus plenty of street parking and it's free. Don't worry about it. So when we get there, um, the parking lot's literally a lot for six cars. And guess what? There's already more than six people inside. So that was full. And then the street that has free parking was also full. So after attempting to park in three different places, worrying about getting towed, worrying about not fitting, uh, parallel parking, and then my, just our anxiety driven, uh, plenty of street parking, Paul says, after our anxiety is fueled for about uh, 20 minutes. Oh, and also it's after 6 p.m., so it's pitch black outside. Uh, we tried parking in three different places, um, and so I didn't want my car towed. So we walked about 100 miles to get to the location we were actually going because we're not city people, we're not used to parking in, in city places, and it's fine. We know how to parallel park and parallel park like a whoop, whoop, and I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm a good parallel parker. Uh, but like, I just don't want to do it. You know, it shouldn't be a thing now. And so we parked like a hundred miles away. And so we had to walk. And so we walked there and it was a little bit insane. And so here's everything you need to know. 
Here's everything you need to know about Paul. Paul is, Paul's the kind of guy, if you haven't grasped it, if you haven't joined the Patreon, patreon.com backslash what are we doing? That's where you'll find all the Better Call Paul episodes. Uh, Or you can check out like what episode was that? Episode like in the 50s maybe? Early 60s? Maybe in the 50s? Check out the episodes in the 50s. Paul was on like a main feed episode uh, with me a few weeks back. So Paul's the type of guy. So when we go out, right, this place we went and was like this hipster downtown place. Like they have craft beers with the fancy labels. I like to look at the labels, not actually drink the beer. I think it's kind of gross. I don't know. It's some of it's good. Some of it's good. Some of it's good. Most of it's gross. There's like 18 billion craft beers. Now everyone and their sister makes their own beer. Okay, we can't just we can't just have the regular shit. We just got to make our own and then hopefully that'll catch on. But then we'll probably be closed like Mondays and maybe sometimes Tuesdays and maybe like at eight o'clock, you know, on on weekends. But it's fine. So, you know what I mean? So when we go out, right, these places, they have like banging, banging menus like venison burgers and like uh, fish and shrimp tacos and like um, like like you know, smash burgers and, um, you know, just, uh, like Philly cheesesteak or like, um, you know, um, 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 uh, what's the one poutine, the French fries with the, with the, with the cheese curds and the gravy on top and Meg's gets the extra gravy, dude, the poutine, you know what I mean? If there's poutine on the menu, you know, it's a step up from your average chilies and Applebee's, okay? So we're at this place with poutine on the menu, and Paul orders a hot dog, okay? Not off the kid's menu because we're at a bar, okay? I'm drinking an old-fashioned. There's no kid's menu. A fully grown human at 30 years old, the man orders a hot dog for dinner. And so some people, here's the thing, some people say that ketchup on a hot dog is only for kids, but they're totally wrong, okay? If ketchup is your first go-to hot dog condiment, uh, you're someone who, you know, appreciates the classics, okay? You're also pretty reliable, and people tend to turn to you when uh, you, uh, in in their times of need. So I looked up what it meant, what it meant, what each hot dog condiment says about you. Okay. So this is what, this is what each hot dog condiment says about you. And I figured, you know what I mean? There had to be a reason why my good friend, Paul at 30 years old is eating a hot dog right now in the middle of a craft brewery. So ketchup, right. And I think he just got the standard, like ketchup, onions, relish. And I'm not sure what he got, but I'm assuming this was it. Some people say ketchup on a hot dog is only for kids, but they're totally wrong, okay? If ketchup's your go-to condiment, you're reliable, and people turn to you in their time of need. Hey, that's Paul, okay? Now, mustard, if you're a mustard lover, you're confident in your abilities, and you know exactly what you like and what you don't. You tend to be stubborn because you, uh, you're certain about your beliefs. And while it's tough to sway your opinion, you know how to recognize when you're wrong. 
holy shit, tell me it's Paul. Okay, here's the onions. If you put onions on your hot dog, I have a feeling I know where this is going. You know what I mean? If you love onions on your hot dog, you have a flair for the dramatic and love to be noticed. No, wait, what does it say? If you love onions on your hot dog, you have a flair for the dramatic and love to be noticed. I don't know what that means. You're not satisfied with doing the same old things as everyone else. Chances are you've got some kind of artistic talent that you're eager to share with the world. Hey, it's Paul. Now relish, love relish on your hot dog. You have a zeal, Z-E-A-L, by the way, and zeal means great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an object. His zeal for privilation. You know what I mean? You have a zeal for life, and while your interests may be controversial, you always manage to find a group of friends who love the same weird things you do. You're positive, upbeat, and always ready to take on whatever life throws your way. Hey, it's Paul, okay? So clearly, so as his best friend, business partner, coworker, lover, look, I took it upon myself to say, hey, man, why are you eating a hot dog right now, okay? And I'm almost positive he also ordered macaroni and cheese, <clears throat> I'm almost positive along with his hot dog, he got a side of macaroni and cheese. I think that's what happened. I'm going to call him after I'm done recording this and confirm, but I'm 99% sure Paul ordered a hot dog and macaroni and cheese. It's a, I, I think that's what happened. I said, while we were there, I named 96 other times when it would 1,000% be appropriate to eat a hot dog. Example, 4th of July, Joey Chestnut Hot Dog Eating Contest, uh, the West Virginia Hot Dog Festival, real thing, lunch, a cookout, the State Fair, Memorial Day, May Day, National Hot Dog Day, Tuesday, literally any other time of the week except for right now on a double date at 8 p.m. in a craft brewery at night while I'm sipping on a fucking old-fashioned. He's drinking the same thing. And the man's eating a hot dog and macaroni and cheese. We've got like tacos, a salad. Like we've got normal shit on the other half of the table. And Paul's over there in no man's land eating a hot dog and macaroni and cheese. Now, and this isn't lunch. It's 8 p.m. It's dinner. That's the type of person Paul is. So anyways, I say, oh. And of course, the hot dog sparks debate. I say, oh, there's a Nathan's hot dog place down in South Carolina. We were going to go and get this gnarly hot dog. And Brittany, Paul's wife, remember, that's why we're there. Uh, she says, oh, you're going. You have to go. You have to go to Nathan's hot dogs and get a hot dog and send me a photo of it or I'm going to be disappointed. And I don't know about you, but the last thing I want to do is disappoint my new best friend's new wife, not new wife, but like new to me, I, the first time, the, I, the last thing I want to do is disappoint my new friend, Brittany, my best friend, Paul's wife. On the first time we meet, she says, you have to go, I have to go. Like, that's it. That's the cut. You know what I mean? What else am I going to do? Go to South Carolina and be like, oh yeah, we passed Nathan's and I was going to get one, but like, 
sorry, I didn't want to, you know, like, no, fuck that. Now I have to go to Nathan's. Brittany said I had to, so now I have to go. Fast forward to Thanksgiving week. It's it's Saturday, it's Friday, whatever day it was. I said, let's go, we'll, we'll get lunch and then we'll go to Nathan's. I'll get the hot dog. We'll take some gnarly photos and then uh, we'll text Brittany and we'll let her know what's up with the Nathan's hot dog, okay? And so when I tell you, we pulled up. We pulled up to Nathan's Hot Dogs in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and Mer- uh, Nathan's has seen better days. Uh, we looked there, we looked them up on Google, and the photos that were on Google were clearly from their grand opening because it's seen better days on the outside, not even mentioned to where we are on the inside. Megs and I are weary of going in to Nathan's. As soon as we get there, we're greeted at the front door with 10 handwritten signs. Uh, No public bathrooms, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Apparently that's an issue at Nathan's Hot Dogs because it's handwritten. So it must have happened multiple times. Um, you know, uh, their, their, um, grade a inspection sheet was on the window and I'm 99% sure that was handwritten by them as well. They gave themselves an a plus. Uh, so we were weary. We walked in, there was a group, there was a group of four or five, maybe six people sitting down and eating. So that was already a good sign. I had faith that this was not going to end in our immediate deaths. So we walk into Nathan's and we're immediately dealt with a multi-shop operation. Like on the outside marquee, it says like Nathan's and then it says like Jungle Java Juice and then like Jerry's Ice Cream, right? And so then we're walking in and it looks like it's supposed to be three businesses, but Jerry's Ice Cream and the Juice Bar all tarped up. I got a picture on the screen. It's all fucked up. It's got a tarp over it. There's construction going on in what looks like the the uh, the other half of the restaurant. We're literally confined to this one space with three to four tables and this jank operation of Nathan's Hot Dogs on the other side. It's pretty great up until this point. And so we go up to the counter and this like... 55 to 65 year old Russian woman who just got done smoking her 18th cigarette comes out from the back office in the back office. Like she wasn't outside. Trust me, we would have smelled it. She wasn't outside. She was definitely in the back office smoking these cigarettes. She comes out and she goes, what do you want? And like she, she knows three, those are the three words of English. She knows what do you want? She knows no other words of English except for the menu, but she doesn't know what the menu means. She just memorized it because that's what they taught her to do. Okay. This lady, she, she, I'm like, uh, let me just get a hot dog with cheese because I knew I couldn't listen. I know what my hot dog toppings say about me. So I just got cheese on the dog just to cover up just to cover up the gnarly taste of what I was about to endure. I was like, let me get a hot dog with cheese, with just like a small fry and, uh, and a drink. Like I got combo number one. Right. And like, as soon as I say like combo number one, instead of like asking like what size drink she leans in and she goes, Hey, you think I don't know what's going on with what they're doing over in Russia. 
You think Putin is going to help us win this war? You don't think I know what's not going on? Like she starts going into like the war on Ukraine, right? This Russian late, she's clearly. And so I'm like, can I just get, I just want a number one. Like if I could just get, she's like, what size? And I'm like, it's a small, please. The smallest you can give me. And so like now, now she's, uh, so she gives me the cup and the thing. And Megs and I go sit down. And while while we're ordering, by the way, while we're ordering, the other customer that's in the store is up at the counter and she needs to use the restroom. Now, if you remember, there's a sign on the door that says no public restrooms. And so this lady needs a key. It's a key to the restroom situation. And the guy from the back emerges and we now have the second employee of Nathan's Hot Dogs. The Russian lady takes the orders and the guy in the back cooks the hot dogs and is the holder of keys. Master of dogs, holder of keys, Game of Thrones, Nathan's Hot Dogs. Are you with me? So while he's putting my hot dog on the grill... He then takes the keys out of his pocket, wearing the same gloves he's got on to cook my food, by the way, unlocks the the bathroom door for this lady, and then comes back, starts cooking my hot dog some more, puts the fries in the fryer, yells at the lady in the back again, like telling her to do something or whatever. The lady from the bathroom comes out. She's done doing what she needs to do. She doesn't close the bathroom door the whole way. And because they're... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Not public restrooms. If the bathroom door isn't closed the whole way, that means it's not locked. And that means someone could slip in. Someone could slip right in from the public and slip right into the bathroom without anyone knowing and walk right out. You know what I mean? And they wouldn't even have bought a hot dog. So little buddy has to, again, pause what he's doing with my food that I just ordered because I'm the only one there. I know the food that he's cooking is mine. And with the same pair of gloves. And he, he takes the key. He closes the bathroom door and then locks the bathroom door and walks back over and continues cooking my food with the same pair of gloves. And so then uh, so then Megs and I go sit down, and this is when I took some of these photos. It's the gnarliest fucking restaurant ever. It's just insane, dude. And so then like five minutes goes by, Megs is ready to walk out. Uh, because there's a, there's a, a, a trash bag of a tarp over half of the business, like two feet away from her. It's the most utterly disgusting place. I don't, I don't think they got an A plus on their (laughs) health report. Um, so, uh, the, the food's ready. The food's ready. The fries are done. The hot dog's done. The Russian lady with the tray behind the counter goes ready. Cause that's one of the four words that she knows. And I turn around, I'm like, Oh shit, I'm sorry. So I go get it. And I say, thank you. She doesn't say anything to me. I'm pretty sure the man who is, is also cooking the hot dogs, who is also holder of the key to the bathroom door. I'm pretty sure. 
I'm pretty sure he beats her every night. I'm pretty sure this woman, or maybe she beats him. I don't know. It could be an either or situation. Uh, it's, it's crazy. I took one bite. There's a picture. That's the only bite I took. Uh, I put it down and we politely and gently walked to the trash can and then immediately exited the building. Uh, and while we were doing that, someone else came in who ordered a cheesesteak and like, wasn't happy about the price or something that happened with the cheesesteak. Because while we were leaving, the Russian lady just starts yelling, onion, onions, onions, onions. And I'm like, holy shit, she knows five words. And like, it was insane. Uh, we're never going back. And if you value your life, you will never step foot into a Nathan's physical location. Uh, don't do it. You don't have to. There's other places to go. Keep walking five minutes. You'll find somewhere else to be. Now, if you're in the grocery store and you see the green bags of Nathan's French fries and onion rings, get those, man. Those are banging. Those are banging. So promise fulfilled. Brittany got her photos and they're probably going to Nathan's here in the next few weeks. They found one locally nearby. They're going to go get some hot dogs. You know what I mean? Because that's the kind of guy Paul is. So here we are, dude, a year later, a year later, essentially, we're at the end of the year. It's December now, and we've got, um, we've got uh, insurance. I got insurance this year. You guys know if you've been rocking with me, you knew in January I got insurance for the first time. We've spent so much money on the insurance, and we've used it. We've used it a lot, but guess what? The insurance was a scam. And I'll tell you why. In January, if you guys remember, and if you don't, because most of you don't listen to every episode, let alone back then in episode 20, 30-ish, we've come so far. I'll give you a reminder. I got health insurance, and it's, 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 uh, it's deemed to be not great. <clears throat> every service I use my health insurance for that says they accept my insurance, aka my dentist, my doctor, my psychiatrist, my dermatologist... Uh, my, uh, you know, uh, chiropractor, they say they accept it. And then I go to my appointment and then they're like, you're good to go, Mr. McCurdy. And then I get a bill in the mail that I have to pay out of pocket because they sent it to the insurance and insurance said, yeah, we kind of cover it. We told him we covered it, but like, we kind of only cover it. So like, just send him the rest in the bill send him the rest and, and he'll pay it whenever he gets the money. You know what I mean? So now I have like medical debt. I owe like the doctor. I owe like three different doctor's offices money now because insurance didn't pay for, I thought that's what insurance was for, but apparently not. So fast forward a few weeks, I get my insurance card, right? And so I start calling people. I want to talk to someone about anxiety and ADHD. You know what I mean? COVID kind of fucked us all up. And we know because Meg's just got done her ADHD journey. She got diagnosed. She's getting her meds now. Like it's a whole thing. And so we're pretty sure with everything we learned from Meg's journey uh, that, you know, I probably also should have been diagnosed with ADHD as a child as well. And so, but as an adult, it takes a lot more to get diagnosed. And so 
I made that appointment. I need to go see a psychiatrist to talk to someone about that or just, you know, learn. Maybe I don't have it. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. A couple appointments, we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? It's the responsible thing to do. So in January, as soon as I got my insurance cards, I went online to my insurance portal that my insurance company provided for me. And they said, click here to find a provider. They said, click here to find a doctor within your insurance network. And I clicked there and they said, what kind of doctor are you looking for? I said, psychiatrist. And so I called all of them on the list and the list was about 20 and 19 out of the 20, even though on this list from the health insurance said that they were accepting new patients and they accepted my insurance. And when I called them, they said, sorry, Mr. McCur- Mrs. McCurdy, the voice thing, the helium, the lead paint, you know what I mean? They said, sorry, Mrs. McCurdy, but we're not accepting new patients and we do not accept your insurance. And so after calling the 19 on the list, I get those answers. And then the 20th one on the list says, oh, yes, Mr. McCurdy, Mrs. McCurdy, the lead paint, the helium, the balloons, you get it. Mrs. McCurdy, we do, they don't know me yet. It's fine. Uh, Mr. Mc, Mrs. McCurdy, whatever, whoever McCurdy, uh, we will give you, uh, you, we will accept you as a new patient and we accept your insurance. Holy shit. Look at me. Let's go. So I'm like, great. When do we start? A few weeks, a few months. How long do I have to wait? When's your next first available appointment? Mind you, this is like January 12th or something. February, March, April. When are we going? Let's do it. Let's get rock and rolling. I finally found one. They said, ah, Unfortunately, we're uh, only scheduling out. Uh, Our first available appointment looks like December 6th. And I said, book it, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, thank God I don't have an actual problem. I'm wearing fucking $8,000 sunglasses right now. Thank God I don't have a problem. Okay? Thank God it's not a serious thing. And I'm not like on the edge of a building right now. And I have to wait 11 months, 11 months just to talk to someone about potentially doing this thing and figuring out my mental health. So nonetheless, I said, let's book the appointment. And if I can find something sooner somewhere else or what have you, I'll still have that one and maybe I'll cancel it if I have to. You know what I mean? So I I did it. I booked it. December 6th. Called. Called other places. Called them. Called this place, that place, this place. Oh, sorry. Now we're booking out till January 2023. We can't help you. So I have my December 6th appointment. Oh, look. It's now December 9th. How about that? I still have no appointment. Because on December 1st, I did the responsible thing. I called the psychiatrist. I said, Hey, my name's Levi McCurdy. I have an appointment there on six. Uh, I'm just confirming the address where I need to go, what I need to do, who I'm talking to, blah, blah, blah. Like getting all the information makes I get all the information. So you know what's going on in five days. I say, you know what? That's smart. Let's do that. They're like, yep, Mr. McCurdy, we have all your stuff right here. She probably called me Mrs., but it's fine. And so she said, we got all your stuff right here, blah, 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 blah. And so I said, okay, great. That's great. And then fast forward 48 hours, it's now December 3rd. And they call back and they say, hey, Levi, it's uh, Wendy from the psychiatrist's office. You have an appointment here on this date at this time. Here's the address, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I said, yep, I just called it, confirmed it just a day or two ago. Um, We're all good to go. I know where I'm going. I'm coming in. She says, unfortunately, 
we uh we checked with your insurance and you don't have anything in relation to uh mental health adhd anxiety anything like that is not covered under your plan and so um I'm not sure what you want to do. We could charge you out of pocket, but here's the deal. Whatever we charge you, uh, the insurance company, we still unfortunately have to process it through them. And at that point they can charge, they told me on the phone that they can charge you then, um, whatever they want. So our charge would be $450, but they might charge you more. They might charge you less for going out of network. There might be a fee involved. So what do you want to do? And so I said, hey, lady, when I called in January, did no one think to maybe say, yeah, we accept your insurance. Let's double check that. Or like when I said, hey, do you accept my insurance? And you say, yeah, we got you. What's that supposed to mean? So now I've waited 11 months for this appointment and come to find out, I call the insurance company. Well, they can't help me because it's like State Farm. You only call the 1-800 number when you're like dying or need the police or in an accident. And so now I have to call the lady who sold it to me. And guess what? That's not U.S. Health Group Freedom Financial Health Insurance people. It's reasonable rates by Rachel. And so I got to contact Rachel and I text Rachel and I said, Rachel, I need you to call me as soon as possible because we've texted before because it's 2022 and we've texted. I said, Rachel, I need you to call me as soon as possible. I'm dissatisfied with my health insurance. So she never called me. And so I took it upon myself 20 minutes later to call her. She answered. She said, what's going on? I said, where's my freaking insurance? I said, I'm paying out the ass for everything like dental and health and visits and all this other shit. Now come to find out after waiting 11 months, I don't have insurance to cover my freaking psych appointment. And she goes, oh, well, have you tried our telehealth? She keeps trying to sling the telehealth at me. She says, have you tried the telehealth? We have a great telehealth network. Have you ever heard of better care? Have you ever heard of better? Yeah, be- I know better care. I know what it is. I don't want to talk to anyone on a Zoom call. I don't need to talk to a therapist on a Zoom call. I need to talk to a psychiatrist in an office about my ADHD. You guys think I have ADHD? You know what I mean? Like, it's clear. So let's like get the conversation started. I at least want to learn some things, whether I'm diagnosed or get medicated. I don't care. I just want to know. I want to talk to this lady at this appointment that I've had scheduled since December 6th to work on my mental health. How do you think my mental health is now, health insurance? It's crazy to me to think that mental health isn't covered under my health insurance. And so I called him and, and, and Rachel said, well, Rachel said, well, what, what times do you have available on Monday? She said, we can get you on the phone on Monday. What times do you have available? We'll get you on the phone. We'll call Corpo together. We'll get your plan canceled effective January one. And then we'll go over all the other plans. We'll go over all the other plans, uh, within our network and we'll get you set up with something effective January one. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, do I need you on the phone to cancel my plan or can I call them myself? And she says, oh, well, yeah, you could, you can call them whenever and cancel. And, but, but you just, you would need me there. I'll explain the new plans and all the benefits and everything. So we'll, we'll do all that on Monday. And I said, Rachel, 
I said, I'm going to call them in the next five minutes and cancel this shit effective January 1. And I said, you'll probably never hear from me again. I said, I don't need... And like insurance, dude, it's like, I don't, there's so many, there's like levels. I don't have, you can't just go to like highmarkblueshield.com and get health insurance. It's got to be reasonable rates by Rachel that sells the U.S. health group insurance that sells the Freedom Financial Life Guide insurance that sells Cigna. So at the end of the day, after 16 layers of bullshit, it covers nothing. I've been paying hundreds of dollars every month for absolutely nothing. I I like almost want a refund. You know what I mean? So now, thank goodness, I called the psychiatrist's office and they have an appointment for me January 4th. So not another 11 months out. So thank God for that. They have an appointment for me January 4th, so hopefully between now and then I can figure some shit out. But, like, I'm probably still going to have to pay $800 for health insurance. It's all fun and games. It's all fun and dandy when you've got a boss daddy. When you've got boss daddy paying for all or just half of your insurance, bro, half that insurance gangster because that those insurance policies you get with your fucking corporation and your company those cost nine eight hundred dollars a pop but you only need to pay that three or four hundred bucks if anything sometimes they cover the whole damn thing that's gangster because they get at a premium rate because they got thousands if not hundreds of thousands tens of thousands of employees to cover so they get those rates but when daddy's in charge and i'm the only one there's no group rate there's nothing else to be done. It's just me and there's no one else here. And like the plans don't cover anything. They don't tell you anything. It doesn't make any sense. And so now I have to scramble and in the next uh, 20 days or 10 days, I think, open enrollment. Like, and I can't even get insurance. If I wait, I can't, I don't think I can get insurance in February or something. Like, there's open enrollment. It's whatever. I don't understand it. It's a whole fucking scam. So our final uh, wedding of the year, uh, dude, our final wedding of the year happened the other day, last weekend. We have one more corporate event uh, and like one more photo shoot to go and then that's it and um we've uh it was a great year it was a great wedding season we did uh like 45 weddings we took uh tens of thousands of photos um we we played thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of music um and i mean just uh countless minutes and hours of of footage uh hours of footage captured tears captured videos more are coming soon we have like two or three more edits in the pipeline coming so man it it was a great great 2022 season uh for djing we did like two or three proms this year those proms were freaking lit Dude, I mean, if you remember, I think I talked about it on an episode. I'll have a link over there somewhere. Um, but man, this year, uh, DJing was insane. Insane. 
And so, I mean, you know, like we've seen some stuff. We always have stories and it's like weird because we don't like telling these stories like publicly because sometimes they're personal. It might out the bride and groom. But the craziest thing that happened this year to me um, has nothing to do with the bride and groom. And I'm going to share it with you right now. I... Oh man, this I've, we've joked about this happening and it happened. So here's, here's what's going on. Let me set the scene for you. I'm DJing a wedding. I'm behind my DJ booth. I'm playing Pitbull. I'm playing Bruno Mars. I'm playing Taylor Swift. I'm playing the hits people. It's a party. The hands are up. Okay. The only complaints are at the end of the next song when the other song comes on because they have to keep dancing because it's another fucking hit and they want to take a break because they're so tired because they've been dancing for the last three hours because all I do is play hits. You know what I mean? So I'm dancing. I'm having a good time. We're like an hour in. I'm thirsty because I'm dancing with them. I'm DJing. I'm sweating. I go to the bar. I'm like, hey, can I please get a water? Blah, blah, blah. Someone from the wedding standing at the bar talking to the bartender. And I'm like, can I get a water, please? And they're like, oh, you're the DJ. You're doing it. You're killing it. You're doing a great job. It's amazing. These are compliments we get all the time. And so I'm like, oh, thank you guys. You know, if there's anything you want to hear, give me a request. The guy standing at the bar gave me a song. I was like, ah, that's a great idea. I haven't played that one yet. I'll play it for you next. I got you. And I love when good requests come through because that's one less song that I have to think of on my own. You know what I mean? And so, um, the bartenders, oh my gosh, you're doing so great. You're like one of the best DJs I've ever seen. This is what she says, not me. And she says, um, she says, you're doing great. Here's your water. I go back. And so I'm at my table and I'm dancing. I'm picking out new songs. I'm queuing up more music. I got four tracks. I got more to go. I'm searching. I'm taking requests. I'm dancing. People are coming up to me telling me, oh my God, you're killing it. Oh, I want to hear this. Oh, play the wobble. I got you. It's coming up next. You know what I mean? I'm DJing a wedding. So... As I'm doing this, I'm always aware of my surroundings because sometimes people come up to the front of my table. Sometimes they come to the side. Sometimes they come from behind me to get requests because they don't know the best way to approach the DJ because they've never done this before, but they're at a wedding. So why not request a song? So they come from all angles. So I have to be conscious of my surroundings at all times. And so I see someone on my left. I'm like, Oh, someone wants to request something. It's the bartender and the bartender standing right beside me. And she goes, Oh, Hey, I'm and I was like, uh, maybe she wants to request a song. Another one of the, the catering staff requested a song. Sometimes other vendors request songs. Like, it is what it is. If it's a good request, I'm going to play it because the crowd's going to like it. You know what I mean? So all requests are welcome. And so I think the bartender wants a song. And I look over to her and I say, oh, hey, what's up? How can I help? She goes, um, when, you, uh, when, when you have a minute, I just need to talk to you about something. And I'm like, oh, me... And this happens a lot as well. Maybe I need to do last call. Maybe I need to let the people know that like we're out of vodka. Maybe an announcement needs to be made. Maybe the cake was cut and it's ready to be served and people need to go get the cake. And I need to, maybe there was a drink spilled on the dance floor. I need to say, hey, everyone calm down and move out of the way. Like I am see the night too. It's my job as the DJ. And so I got to make an announcement. That's what I think she's going to say. She says, oh, I need to talk to you for a minute. And I say, okay. 
I'm dancing, I'm queuing up freaking, you know, Justin Bieber and Kid Leroy while she's trying to have a full-blown conversation. And I say, hey, okay, what's up? What's going on right now? And she goes, she leans in real close and she goes, well, here's the thing. My boyfriend and I, when I come and I work these weddings, my boyfriend tells me, hey, find someone there to fuck bring them back to the house, I'll film it, and then we'll just let them go. And so um, don't worry, we wear condom, you will have a condom on, you'll be fucking me, and my boyfriend's going to film it. What do you say, are you down? Do you want to like come over? Like, what are you doing after this? What time do you get off? And I said, you know, because I'm DJing a wedding, I said, um, looking up Pitbull, um, spinning records. Uh, uh, what, what'd you say? And she goes, um, well, uh, uh, what? And while she's trying to think whether she's going to say what she just said again, it clicks in my mind what she actually said. This woman is propositioning me to go back to her apartment, how, whatever trailer, I don't know. And, have sex with her with safely, by the way, which I respect, which I respect. Like we're not fucking animals out here, people. Okay. We're safe. We put the condoms on. Okay. Who knows? They might even have some blue chew available. And if they don't, I was thinking about telling her to go to wadpod.com backslash blue. It'd be a great addition to what they have going on. And so I would go over to their house, I would put the condom on, I would have sex with this person, and her boyfriend would film it. The bartender's boyfriend would film us having sex together. And listen, the bartender was like a two out of 10. She wasn't, I mean, she was not anything that you would, I wouldn't, she wouldn't be at places that I hang out, so I wouldn't have the opportunity to pick her up. She can't, um, she... She can't afford the places we go and it's fine. And so she wasn't great and she wasn't like the best looking person. And what's unfortunate about the whole situation is obviously I said, I I said, I'd think about it and I'd let her know at the end of the night what my answer was. Like, of course, like I didn't deny it right away. I text Megs and was like, Hey, do you think I should do this? I could probably get some money out of her. Like I'll do it for 50 bucks. You know what I mean? And Megs was like, well, damn, do we need, like, what do we need? Like a, like a Christmas tree. Do you think she'll give us a Christmas tree for it? You know what I mean? Like, can you go quick? Like you, if you don't take blue chew, it'll only take you a minute. So you could be in and out and then we could get like a crit, we could get money for the Christmas tree out of it. So we thought about it. And you know what I mean? And so, um, we thought about it. And so I unfortunately had to tell her, no, I have a fiance and a son people. Of course I said, no, immediately, dude. I didn't even text Megs about it because I knew I had to tell her in person because she wouldn't fucking believe me that this bartender who works at a prominent catering company, by the way, not saying who it is, but we're probably going to have to work with them a few more times in the next few years so odds are we might see each other again and the offer might still stand so i might take her up on it one day who knows if we see each other again depending on the situation i don't know we didn't get to talk that much that evening because i kind of shot her down and i think she was a little embarrassed 
Well, rightfully so. I respect her. You know what I mean? She shoot her shot. She shit her shot. She shit her shot. Yeah, she shit her shot. And uh, you know what I mean? Now it's um, it's just a story that I can tell on a podcast while I'm DJing a wedding, getting propositioned for sex by the bartender while her boyfriend films it. I mean, I don't make shit up anymore, people. It's the what are we doing podcast, okay? There's not too much else to figure out. These things just happen to me, and then I sit down here, I hit record here, I hit record here, and boom, the words flow, and the stories come. It's just like there's so many stories, you know what I mean? And uh, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for episode 68. I don't have anything planned for episode 69. We need a solid plan for episode 69. And um, I'm going to figure it out. So, you know what I mean? We're not hitting episode 100 this year. So we're going to plan something huge for episode 100 next year. Maybe like an in-person thing with people or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, Maybe we'll go somewhere remote. I don't know. Who knows? It's episode 100, but for next week, I have like seven days. I have seven days to figure out something awesome for episode 69, and I'm not sure what we're going to do yet. So if you guys have any ideas, tweet me, uh, hit me up on uh, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, you know where I'm at. Uh, and let me know if you have any ideas, any guests, if you want to be a guest, if you want to roll through for episode 69, we'll get the yellow chairs back out. We'll do whatever we need to do. Listen, episode 69 needs to be just as big as episode 100, I think. So we're going to keep doing that and, uh, we're going to keep rocking and rolling with everything else that we've got going on here. Listen, numbers are up and numbers are good. Okay, let me get you an exact number because it's changed since the last time I've looked and I don't want to lie to you guys. We're 100% honest on this podcast. $8.34 in the month of November. $8.34 in the month of November. Not only did we hit 500 subscribers on YouTube, not only did we hit 1,000 followers on Twitter, not only did we get this podcast on the charts good pods we've got so many other accomplishments this year but dude eight dollars and 34 cents in the month of november you guys are my netflix account i can now afford netflix i can now afford my own netflix account does that mean i'm gonna pay for it no the only streaming I pay for is my Black Friday Hulu. Listen, how do you think I afford $13,000 sunglasses? Look at these. We got them at the outlets. Originally $30,000. I got them on sale for $15,000. 50% off. $15,500 I think they were. These are $16,000 sunglasses. Ladies and gentlemen, how else do you think I afford these? Okay? It's for not paying for shit like Netflix because you guys helped me do it. $8 last month. Let's do it again this month and maybe my son will have a great Christmas. My name is Levi McCurdy. Thank you guys so much for watching another episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. Go to wadpod.com, W-A-W-D.com backslash links. That's everything you're going to need for this podcast. Everything's down in the description down below. Always click those links. You'll find it there. Whatever you need, follow us. If you're not subscribed, 50% of you watching this or not, hit that big, beautiful red button that says subscribe and looks like this. Click it. 
and then we'll get to a thousand and YouTube will think we're real people and they'll start giving us money too and we'll make fucking even more and I'll get maybe I if I can get enough for HBO Max, dude, because I'm not paying for that either. Listen, this has been episode 68 of the What Are We Doing podcast. Thank you guys so much for rocking with me. I love it. Thank you so much. Peace out, everybody. This is the What Are We Doing podcast.